Well, welcome everyone. Uh, this is Bob Siriani, Program Director and Chair in the Department of Speech Language Pathology. And I'm really happy to have a special guest join me today to talk about his time as adjunct faculty in the Speech Language Pathology Assistant Program. Um, I'd like to introduce you to Randy. Um, Randy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, why did you become an SLP? Yeah, hi, Bob. Thanks for having me. Um, so goes back many years. Um, when I was in high school, I volunteered at a local hospital um, where I basically just did patient transport, helped that department out. During that time, you know, I was able to observe therapies. So I observed physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech pathology. And um, I became pretty um, interested and fascinated in the speech pathologist's um, role, just kind of observing them, seeing what they do and how they can really make a difference. Um, I got to see speech pathologists evaluate patients who just had a stroke, for example, who not only had speech and language issues, but also had swallowing, voice, cognitive, linguistic issues. So I got to see a whole array of different disorders from a stroke that a patient had that a speech pathologist can treat. Similarly, I got to observe patients who had trauma, um, whether in a motor vehicle accident um, and they had head trauma and how a speech pathologist can play a vital role in recovery of speech pathology. Um, I was fortunate enough you know, to stay in Pennsylvania and I went to grad school at the University of Pittsburgh um, where I received a VA traineeship um, where I would work really closely uh, with the ear, nose and throat department there. Um, was really part of a, a nice team there. Um, got to see really medically complex patients with airway and swallowing issues, voice issues. Um, so I got a really nice um, education and then fast forward to my clinical fellowship um, I got placed in um, a, a position where it was split between acute care, outpatient, and a skilled nursing facility. So I really got to see different levels of care. Um, at that position, I had to learn pretty quickly because my uh, clinical fellow supervisor uh, wasn't really around that much. So I had to really grow clinically um, by myself. So I kind of did a lot of self-learning, took a lot of courses, talked to other therapists, and learned a lot. Um, after that um, clinical fellowship, I stayed at that organization for another year, and then I eventually moved to Penn Medicine, where I've been for the last 20 plus years. Um, and currently, I work as the speech pathology team leader for Penn Medicine, um, where I treat um, you know, patients, but also supervise um, speech language pathologists um, in our inpatient acute care, um, acute rehab, um, and our long-term acute care hospital. You know, over the years, I've worked in all the settings within Penn Medicine, inpatient, outpatient, worked at our ALS clinic for many years. Um, you know, I provide um, outpatient services to patients who require home-assisted ventilation, so work on their speech, communication, swallowing. Um, again, I work closely with site managers at our four hospitals where I help staff those hospitals and maintain employee competencies as well and help to develop new programs as well um, within the speech pathology program at, at Penn Medicine. And then I was fortunate enough um, to become adjunct faculty at Salius University um, when that program was developed and um, have been helping out there ever since, uh, which I really, really enjoy. I, it, it, it fascinates me of all the requirements that you do. You still find time to give back to the program um, and, and the profession, really, uh, to, to not only teach but supervise graduate students. Um, what, what interests you in, in sort of that aspect of the field? 
Yeah, that's one of my my greatest interests, and that's why I'm so happy to have an affiliation with Salus University because we are able to take um, students from Salus. But you know, working at a large academic hospital, um, you know, afforded me um, the opportunity to kind of interact with a lot of disciplines and also educate um, other disciplines, um, various departments. Um, you know, over the years, uh, we developed a pretty robust um, student externship program where we take students from you know, any university across the country, um, but we do take a lot of Salus University students um, over the years, at least usually at least one, um, one, one a semester. Um, so it's really nice to have that connection um, with Salus University and taking their students. And we also started a clinical fellowship program as well, where we'll um, take um, recent graduate students and provide them the opportunity to work with us for 12 months to kind of complete their fellowship and we were actually fortunate to actually over the years to have, I think we're at our, I think we have two Salus students over the years who've been able to complete our, our um, fellowship on top of our externship program as well. Um, so I really became interested in teaching. Um, you know, I've been invited to speak, you know, over the years um, at local, regional, national conferences, you know, um, and then, you know, taking clinical fellowships and. CFY and graduate students, you know, helps to keep me current as well, I feel, um, in the field. Um, so, you know, I, I help to teach some classes, but I'm not up in certain areas as well. So kind of taking students and getting these fellows uh, from universities really helps to make sure not only myself, but my other speech pathologists are up on the evidence, the evidence-based practice that's being treated, being um, taught currently. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's um, really important that we stay up on the research, like you said, and teaching forces us uh, to be in in the know, uh, not certainly sitting in um, a channel or a lane and and going through the motions because that's what we used to do. Um, nothing like a student to keep you honest, so to speak. Uh, and, and I really find um, that our experiences with the post-bac program for um, the speech language pathology assistance has been um, one of those um, really new venues that allows us to um, to work with a, a different kind of student who wants to work in the field. Um, what was it like for you to to work in the post back student with our inaugural uh, candidate there? Yeah, I mean, I found it really actually enjoyable. Um, I wasn't sure kind of you know what type of student. Um, would be attending. And at least I learned that these students that um, have been able to participate in that program are very interested, very motivated, um, very vested um, in the field. Um, I find they ask very relevant, excellent questions. They have kind of more, maybe more real life experiences. Maybe they came from another profession, um, had other jobs um, and kind of doing a career switch or, you know, just took a year off. And I find that they're just really, really, really vested students, I would say, very interested in the field. You know, I was fortunate to teach um, last year the um, anatomy and physiology course um, for the post-bachelor program. Um, and, you know, you think anatomy and physiology, that's kind of the, you know, I think most students stress over that class because there's a lot of, it's a lot of memorization, a lot of learning. Um, and I always stress to the students, I know it's a challenging course, um, but always like to stress, you know, that the effort you put forth um, in the coursework, you know, provide the student um, with the background 
for working with clients and patients with speech, language, voice, cognitive and hearing disorders. You know, in, in that course, you know, I like to give examples, I like to give real case, case studies. Um, you know, we focus on the respiratory system, the phonatory system, the articulatory, resonatory system, nervous system, auditory system. And, you know, during that course, you know, we stress, you know, obviously you have to know the anatomy and physiology, but how, you know, these systems interplay when you're evaluating and treating patients and clients with certain disorders. I, I, uh, Randy, you speak with such passion. I'm almost interested in going back to school. Um, I, I, I think you also have a unique perspective, especially for our prospective students, to really talk about what you think some of the advantages are of the Salus uh, post-bac program. Um, what, what are some of your insights? Yeah, I think, you know, based on this program, I feel the students become really prepared, you know, for entering the field or the next, like, level of study, I would say, if they're going to go to grad school next. Mm -hmm. I think the, the faculty, they're, they're excellent faculty. Um, I think the great thing about the faculty of Salus is they have excellent teaching skills, but it seems like they're all clinicians as well. So they all can kind of relate versus some other institutions where it might be more research-based, which is nice, but, you know, I find, you know, I, I do a lot of accreditation visits for a lot of schools and programs. And I always find the students that go to like a 100% research-based institution that the, the professor hasn't really been in the clinic for a while, those students seem to get lost a little bit. And they say, you know, that professor really can't um, give real life examples. Okay, they're teaching me um, about motor speech disorders, but yet they haven't, they haven't treated a patient with motor speech disorders in 15 years. So I find the faculty, you know, at Salus, you know, they're great teachers, educators, and excellent clinicians, importantly. Um, I find the class size is really nice as well. Um, the last class I taught was a small class, so I felt like I can spend a lot of time with the students. Um, they, you know, add, they feel more comfortable asking questions um, and just kind of being more upfront, you know, if they're have, struggling and ask more questions and help provide um, more help as needed. I, I really thank you for that. Um, I, I think um, what something that I really appreciate uh, you pointing out to is the clinical relevance that um, all of our faculty, including you, bring to the classroom. Because I think that translation of what the research articles say, what the textbooks say, into our real life um, application. How do how would you approach a patient or a student or a client that's working in this disorder area? across the lifespan is a really important aspect of our program. And I think that that's, um, whether you're in the master's program or the post-bac program or our, our PhD program, I, I think we always try to make it apply to um, the clinic. How does this impact patient care? Um, last, lastly, um, I always ask our, our, our guests that come on, uh, what, what kind of advice do you have for students that are um, seeking um, a career in speech pathology, are looking to become, um, you know, really, we, we hear so much from students that they want to become an SLP and how challenging it is to become an SLP, uh, regardless of their, their educational background. What would you tell that student interested in attending the program and becoming an SLP? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, 
I think first most, you know, if they get accepted to the program, I feel like the university, you know, the program itself and the faculty are vested in their success. I think it's really important for the students to know that you know, they're being accepted into this program. And we want the students to succeed. Uh, we want them to gain the knowledge because they're the future. Um, they're going to be the clinicians out there maybe treating me one day. So <laughs> to make sure they're able to do a good job. Um, you know, I think speech pathology and a lot of therapies, but specifically speech pathology and therapy is a rewarding career um, choice. Um, you know, there's plenty of opportunities within speech pathology. Um, it's always, I think ever since I started, it's always been considered like a hot job. I feel like, I feel like there's always a need for speech pathologists, especially with the growing population, the older population as well. Um, you know, you can work with children, adults, um, you know, schools, hospitals, rehabs, variety of settings, you know, you can work as a team, you know, which is a nice approach um, when you're treating a client or a patient. Um, we're not by yourself, you know, you have a, you might have, you're working with PT, OT, neuropsychology, um, audiology, um, you know, to kind of improve that patient's speech, language, cognitive, hearing, um, abilities and functions. Um, a nice aspect is, you know, counseling, you know, there's a nice component to our field where, you know, we're a caring profession where a lot of our um, sessions might have to be with counseling, patients, family members, parents as well you know, providing education to other providers. And then, you know, the research aspect as well, you know, we're still a growing field, there's still a lot to learn um, within the field. So, you know, you, you're, you can be a clinician, but you can also be a researcher and also obviously more importantly, and mostly an advocate um, for your patient or client. Randy, I really um, appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to talk with us today. Um, if you are interested uh, in the SLPA program here at Salus, you want to learn more about our program, please visit our website at www.salus.edu, or you can email me directly. I'm happy to entertain questions at rser. I-A-N-N-I -N -N -I at Salus, and that's S-A-L-U-S dot E-D-U. Uh, Randy, thanks so much for being here again. Um, I really appreciate you sharing your insights and your stories. And uh, until uh, we see each other, hopefully real soon, face to face, um, have a great day, everybody. <laughs>